0: Yeah
1: One on the scene, that was Babylon. The next one on the scene was Medo Persia. And that's what we're going to see described in verse 5. And suddenly another beast, a second, like a bear, it was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, Arise, devour much flesh. And so we know Medo Persia, it was lumbering like a bear. They had a two million man army, which was unheard of in that day. And they would lumber, they would move slowly and methodically, and they were brutal. And they crushed anybody who stood against them. And they devoured much flesh. And I won't get into all that, but it's truth when you read their history. But the Medo-Persians also know this, where it says it raised itself up on one side. We know this is true, because we know Persia rose up among the Medes and the Persians. The Medes were basically absorbed by the Persians. And many times in history, when you study this out, when they talk about the Medo-Persian empire, they just talk about Persia. It did raise itself up on one side. It became powerful and mighty. Persia became powerful and mighty, just as the prophecy of Daniel describes. And we know that the kingdom had three amazing conquests. In its history, we know that Medo-Persia had three main conquests. Babylon, of course. They took down Babylon, the one no one thought they could take down. Egypt and Lydia. Lydia was a powerful kingdom. Egypt tried to make a rise back on the world scene. But we know Medo-Persia destroyed all three of those empires. Thus, the three ribs in the mouth. It's pretty fascinating and it's pretty accurate when you start to see, and this is just the general outline, and that was Medo-Persia. Then the third beast we're about to read about, of course, remember it lines up with that dream of Nebuchadnezzar, the third one on the list, the belly, it is Greece, the Grecian Empire. Verse 6, after this I looked, and there was another like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads and dominion was given to it. Fascinating. And this also lines up with history. Just remember this. Daniel wrote this 200 years before the, Greece, before the Greek Empire, before the Grecian Empire rose to power. There's no way he could have guessed at this, and you'll see how accurate this really is. Greece, though, was led by a man you might know of this name, Alexander the Great. Phenomenal leader. And by the way, he was a foreshadow of the Antichrist. This man, Alexander the Great, was a powerful wicked leader. But he moved like the speed of a leopard with wings. Those four wings though and those four heads we're going to see are pointing to something within his kingdom. But his army was efficient the way a leopard hunts. It would pounce. He usually only had, took 35,000 troops with him and he would destroy armies three, four times bigger than him. Because of his tactics and his strategy. It was amazing. There was no one like Alexander the Great on the scene of the world. By 29 years old Alexander the Great had conquered the known world. That had never happened before in history. He did it so quickly. He conquered in such dramatic fashion. His conquest was so thorough. So He even lamented it. 29 years old, he lamented. There's history, historical accounts of him lamenting that he had no one else to fight. No one else that was a worthy foe, a worthy opponent. He was... Utterly amazing. Clark wrote this. He said, nothing in the history of the world was equal to the conquest of Alexander who ran through all the countries from Illyricum to the Adriatic Sea to the Indian Ocean and the river Ganges and 12 years subdued parts of Europe and all of Asia. And here's the fascinating thing. Remember this. Again, 200 years after Daniel, it then states the beast also had four heads and dominion was given to it. And We know about those four wings. Well, something fascinating happened. On the way to ruling the world, Alexander the Great, on June 11, 323 BC, at the young age of 33 years old, died mysteriously. Not only that, historical accounts say this, this is, this is just one of those weird things I give to you, this is just from your Uncle Marty, you go, you know, study this out. But he laid on his deathbed, they, they declared him dead, but for six full days his body didn't decompose. It was really strange and there are a lot of people who say they have the answer and they have all these theories but that's just strange didn't decompose didn't smell nothing 6 days but before his death they asked him who should we give the kingdom to because he had no successor he had not had time to really even think about this let this be a lesson for you young people by the way because you think you have all the time in the world you think you're never going to come to an end you think you're invincible And one day you wake up and you're old and sore and miserable and you realize, no, life goes fast. But not only that, it's so precious. And you don't know, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. None of us are. None of us are guaranteed today. So remember that. But Alexander the Great had no successor. And so what he said on his deathbed was, give it to the strongest. And what followed were wars. Diodakos wars, these wars, that word means successor. And for 40 years, his four generals... Remember, four, the number four? His four generals fought these wars brutally for 40 years. It was bloody. And so after the end of that, these four heads, these four generals came to an agreement. They came to a ceasefire and they divided the kingdom up. So these four heads took dominion over the kingdom, just as Daniel prophesied. And we know... Those four generals were Cassander in the far west, Antigonus in Turkey, which they call Asia, but modern-day Turkey. Seleucus, who is the solution empire, that was east, including Israel, all of the Levant, all the way to India. And then Ptolemy, you might have heard of him. He was in the south, primarily Egypt, but all of the southern kingdom, just as was prophesied. Those four heads were given dominion, and the kingdom of Greece was divided. Then Daniel, though, he sees this fourth beast, Totally different animal, when actually, no, it's not an animal (laughs) at all. This is what is crazy about this. The first three are described as some kind of animal. The last one is described as something mechanical, something made of iron. Look at this, Daniel 7, 7. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, And trampling the residue with its feet. Take note of that. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. There's another note to take. And so we read about this last beast. This last beast. And we know, if you remember Nebuchadnezzar's dream, he had a dream about legs of iron that had feet of iron mixed with clay. They were combined, but they were separate. And this fourth beast is that empire. It's the Roman Empire. And I'll show you how it's also the revived Roman Empire. It's to be divided in two. They had the legs of iron and the feet of iron and clay. And the legs, of course, were the kingdom that was around during John's day. And that will come into play here soon. Rome, the empire of Rome, was brutal. It took over the world. And remember, it was, it was around during Jesus' day, wasn't it? The Roman Empire, and it will rise again. They always talk about the South rising again. The South's not going to rise again, but Rome is, okay? So here's the, here's the thing. It had huge teeth made of iron. It, was, it used to devour the nations, and then the residue with its feet, it trampled. Again, we know Rome was different. It was different than all the other beasts. Rome was the first republic. It was the first form of this kind of government, okay, which is a good form of government, but it depends on who leads it. It's like a church, you know, we, we study, we're going to be studying the Calvary distinctives in October on Wednesday nights, and we're going to be going through the Calvary distinctives and why Calvary Chapel and what kind of government we have. And it is the Moses model. It's pastor-led with elders in support, deacons in support, the church in support of that. But here's the thing. It only works if a man of God stays humble and teachable himself. It's the same in a republic. It only works if the people in leadership stay humble and teachable and accountable to people in the nation. It only works that way. But when it gets out of whack, out of line, you know what happens. And Rome was out of line. Rome became an evil nation. But understand this, all three of the previous nations, they allowed surrender of other societies. They would allow people to acclimate. Not Rome. It was dreadful. It didn't allow it. If people surrendered, they'd still slaughter them. They'd still burn down their cities. They didn't have any remorse. Or any mercy. This was different. Rome was different. There had never been a kingdom like Rome. It was fierce and it was brutal. And here's the thing it never went away. Rome is still with us. It just diminished. It diminished in power, it diminished in excellence, but it's still with us. It's still around today. And we know it will gain power again. We know under Satan's power, the Roman Empire will rise again, it will be revived. That is talking about those feet of iron and clay. And it's talking about this dreadful beast that trampled down with its feet. All of those things made of iron. And iron is important. We'll we'll look at that next week. But then we see this, this last beast had ten horns. And this is really what I want to focus on today. Because next week in Daniel chapter 7, verse 21 through 28, we're going to see more about the ten horns. But I don't want to go there today. We'll look at that next week because it gives us some more complete details. But what I want to show you is from the book of Revelation all the way forward, 500 years to John and now 2,000 years from the Revelation to now, we can see what those 10 kings, those 10 horns are. They're 10 kings. Look at Revelation 17, verse 12 and 13. The 10 horns which you saw are 10 kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. So these 10 horns are 10 kings that will represent some kind of 10 kingdoms, 10 regions, that seems to be what it's saying, but these 10 kings will give power to the Antichrist. During the tribulation, the Antichrist will come to power through the power of Satan, but also his earthly power will be these 10 kings who raise him up and give them and yield their power to him, willingly. And if you study this out, you'll see there's all sorts of sorts of uh, proposals in the world today to divide the world up into 10 global regions.
0: This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.
1: Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m., and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G O L G O T H A G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A-Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you, and remember to hold fast.